Let's go. Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 45. Welcome back, February 8th, 2022. Hope everyone's doing well. We have one topic pretty much to discuss today, which we'll get into in depth, and let's do it. This article is out of The New American, and it's titled, Biden Admin to Fund Crack Pipes Consider Safe Sites for Heroin Use. Quote, the Biden administration is spending $30 million to provide drug addicts with crack pipes, syringes, and safe sex kits, among other supplies, in a bid to advance, quote-unquote, racial equality and provide quote-unquote support for quote-unquote undeserved communities. The Department of Justice signaled last week that it was considering allowing safe injection sites for heroin addicts. So the article says that this program will begin in May. It will, it will provide funds to nonprofits and local governments to quote-unquote help make drugs use safer for addicts. Uh, these grants will be overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services. It'll run for three years, and it includes awards of $400,000 for 25 municipal applicants. The funding is provided through the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. So it also gives a list of things that these grantees will have to purchase and supply. One of the things is harm reduction vending machines, including stock for machines. What would that be? A condom dispensing machine? I don't know, maybe. Infectious disease testing kits safe sex kits, safe smoking kits, of course, uh, sharp disposals, uh, substance test kits, including test strips for fentanyl and other synthetic drugs, syringes to prevent and control the spread of infectious diseases, vaccine services for Hep A, Hep B, and wound care management supplies. It goes on, and the HHS representative told the Free Beacon that the smoke pipes could be used to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and any illicit substance. He also stated that the pipes will uh, be safe, non-glass smoking pipes. Uh, The glass pipes typically used by the addicts are associated with a greater risk of catching an infectious disease through cuts and sores. What are we two minutes into this uh, episode and this article and my brain is melting? And it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on tight. So this program will... Uh, explicitly prioritize, quote-unquote, underserved communities that are greatly impacted by the SUD, which is substance use disorder, to receive the government, quote-unquote, care. Now, Joe Biden's executive order 13985 goes to uh, define uh, underserved communities. It goes... Populations that have been systematically denied a full opportunity to participate in aspects of economic, social, and civic life, as exemplified by the list in the preceding definition of equity. Such communities, according to Biden, include Black, Latino, and Indigenous and Native American persons, Asian Americans, and Pacific Islanders, and other people of color, members of religious minorities, LGBTQ+, people with disabilities, those living in rural areas, and persons otherwise adversely affected by persistent poverty or inequality. The grant document specifies that all of those quote-unquote under-resourced groups deserve a quote-unquote health equity, which means that everyone has a fair and just opportunity to be as healthy as possible. 
judging from the spirit of the program, the Biden administration believes that the best possible health outcome for people of color and other minorities can be achieved by handing them quote-unquote safe crack pipes and other auxiliaries to use drugs and giving them the ability to occasionally test themselves for STDs and other infectious diseases and take anti-overdose drugs when needed. Thanks for bearing with me through my read and that article that is just insanity right there i it's like i don't even know where to start with this first this is an enabling campaign this isn't a health campaign you're enabling people to use hardcore drugs and one argument that i want to get out of the way is the one of my body my choice and sure if you're an adult and you want to use drugs fine as long as you're not harming yourself or others i'm cool with that but if you're running to a government-sponsored shoot-up site for a crack pipe or whatever it is, you're probably not doing too good in your life and you probably should stop using drugs. Now, the next argument that I want to get out of the way is that this is none of the federal government's business. This is a state matter. If a state has issue with drugs and wants to do this, then fine, let the state handle it. This is nowhere in the federal government's constitutional right to be doling out money for these types of programs. For example, look at California, of course, with San Francisco and Mission Row or Skid Row, you want to call it down there. They have these programs in place and it didn't help anybody. It's just getting worse down there. So how does it become, say, a red state's like Montana's uh problem that you know some other state has issues with drugs when they have these programs implemented and it's not helping we have a a state like california that tried these programs and i understand where they're trying this program because you're trying to get rid of the stigma of addiction and and drug use you know it's a mental problem and it is it is a disease and i'm not saying that this didn't you know these programs didn't help a few people probably did in general, if you look at the state of California and San Francisco and this area where you had these programs, the it's it's doing worse than it's helping. Like you have 10 cities there, you have squalor there. Now, I'm not saying that there are very high functioning addicts around there. There probably are, but the majority is not. It It doesn't go well when you're addicted to hard drugs. None of the drugs in this list, in this article, are recreational drugs. They're, they're like highly addictive. They're, you know, they're, it's not cheap. Uh, so what happens with drugs, right? You, you're, you, drugs, you know, you can be working and you start off light, right? But then your addiction gets more and then you stop showing up to work and missing work. Eventually you get fired. Then you have no job, right? So you can't really pay your bills. You sell your stuff to pay your bills to maintain and then you still need to feed that addiction. And then you might need to start robbing things and first apartments and stuff and cars like that and haunting stuff to, you know... But then it, it just goes downhill, man. That's that's why it that's why it doesn't work with these these programs. That's why you never see old junkies, man, because people die from this stuff early on. Nobody lives to be a functioning addict till into the late eighties. It doesn't work. See, the government doesn't care if you're healthy or or whatever or what you put in your body. It all comes down to the dollar. Because what happens with drug addicts, with the I just described with the crime, it causes crime. It causes injury to people. It causes crime. So you had a bunch of people in jail due to drug-related crimes. But now they don't keep people in jail. They just let them go. But in the past, you used to, at least they started doing some kind of programs, you know, addiction programs and stuff in jail where you were away, but 
you were out of your environment, you were away from the streets where maybe you had a chance, but you know, they still got drugs into jail and stuff like that, but you had a better chance. Like with an addict, you got to take him out of his environment, like let him detox, get him healthy, keep him away from the stuff, you know, so he can at least have a fighting chance to have like a moment of clarity, they call it, to like stop and, and make a decision, you know, it's not easy, no, you know, but it's, it is it is all dependent upon the person, willingness and, and, and clarity and, and hoping they hit their bottom where they decide to change their life before they die from addiction. I, I grew up in the 80s in, in Brooklyn, in New York, and I saw what, you know, crack was, man, and, and addiction. And we lived across the street from like this pretty big, uh, just an empty schoolyard. And at night, man... All you would see is just, you know, it was dark in there, and all you would see is just lighters flicking. And the next day, you'd, we'd go play in there, you'd just see, like, the crack vials all over the place, all different, you know, it was red top, black top, whatever. And in the bodegas on the corner, you used to go in, you know, get your sky bounce ball that was, like, little bouncy blue balls and stuff or candy, Swedish fish, and behind, like, the plexiglass, you know, bulletproof counter you know they had the display of juicy fruit gums and then you had like spanish fly and then right next to that there used to be like these little glass well thin glass vials and they had like a little rose in there and they had caps on the end it was like a red cap on the and i used to always wonder what the who who buys that little rose like what the hell is that and sure enough they were you know that were crack pipes addicts would use those for crack pipes i don't know how much they were but you know i found out later that those little vials i was like who buys those little roses that's ridiculous what's that for and they were crack pipes the bodegas used to sell them now i'm pretty sure they weren't like they were maybe like a dollar back then which was still nothing but for what it was you know you still needed a dollar to get high right and that would cut into you know like your crack money i guess but I, I wonder what the government's going to spend on these, you know, non-glass uh, pipes. Like, the government gets overcharged over all the time. And, you know, it's it's just this program is not, it's not the way to go. We see this already. Uh, if you want to, tr- you, you have a better chance at treatment centers. Like, that that's the way to go. Like, don't get, these people do not need more shit into their body. Like, they don't need... They don't need methadone. They don't need Suboxone for opiates. Like, get these people away. Yes, they do need stuff to detox, but it's like, don't, they, this is not helping them. They're not just going to stop and say, hey, I'm just not going to use to no more from, you know, it doesn't work that way. You have to get these people into treatment centers, let them detox, get them healthy, let them eat healthy. Maybe they have, you know, a vision of hope and then they, they change their life. And it's a it's a it's a constant battle. It's a daily thing for these people. A daily thing that they have to work on. It, it's not easy. Dying's easier, man. Dying is you just die and that's it. But uh, get, living these people living a sober life in the beginning, it, it, it's it's tough, man. You know, I've I've seen a, a a family friend go through you know addiction with uh, drugs, man. This poor guy, since he was young, in and out of jail, would like come up, like, come out back in the neighborhood, do good a little bit, and then just like something happened, boom, back in jail again. And then, you know, a couple years later, he's out, and then boom, you know, a couple months, he's out, he's doing good, working, and then back in. I mean, a a cycle, a vicious cycle of this, you know. I've seen him lately. He looks, he's older. Hopefully he got, you know, I didn't get into it with him, but, you know, he seemed like he got, he, you know, he's 
hopefully he got sober and, and, and stuff like that. He looked better, but all, throughout the life, this guy, that, that was his life, jail and drugs, a, a circle, a, just a circle of craziness. And when you grow up like that, like all your life, that that's what your life is. That's how you identify, hey, this is my life. I guess this is the way it is. And you, you do it and you have no other like hope or you think that's it. That's That's your life. And there's no other way. And the government providing, you know, paraphernalia just, you know, well, the government's giving it to me. It must be okay. Just same thing with like uh, painkillers with uh, the opioids. Well, the doctor prescribed it to me. It must be okay. It's not that bad, right? You see what they're doing here. I, I guess they cracked down on the the pharmaceuticals with the opioids. And now they, you know, back to crack. Bring back the crack. We don't have a, a crisis now. And then we'll be in another war on drugs, you know. You don't see the cycle. And it was enough that they shut down all the churches and stuff where a lot of the 12-step programs are held during this whole two years. How many people the government killed with, with that, you know? Not, I'm not saying that, you look, everybody's responsible for their own sobriety and you do whatever you have to do to stay sober. But, you know, when you go and close down churches and, 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 and where meetings are held, you know, that's, you, you killing a lot of people. And now you're going out and like, hey, let's just give them, you know, crack pipes and needles. I, I mean, you can, the government does not care about you, th does not care one bit about you. And I'm not going to let the churches get away with it so easily also because, you know, you guys were complicit to this. What does it say? Bear false witness. You know, you, you you propped up this government shutdown thing and we all know it didn't work and it was all, you know, scam. And people died. You know, they couldn't make meetings. You know, you're, you're part of the problem. You lost your way. And when you lose parishioners and the diocese has to shut down your church, uh, maybe the government will turn it into a, you know, shoot up site and hand out crack pipes out of it. And that's all I got to say about that. That'll do it for me this episode. I am Anthony T. This is Static Podcast. You can reach me at anthony at staticpodcast.net. Subscribe, donate, and I will see you next week.